this in a sea of the dying and shameless uh, a sea of the aimless i don't want to be one of the nameless i'ma wake up with the mindset that one day i'm gonna make it and i don't think i'll be fine if i don't break my limitations don't try to stop me i exist to write my own story i'll make a decision if i want some peace or if i want the glory yeah don't want a life that is complacent or possibly boring yeah just want a life that is worth every day exploring all right this is episode one of anime autopsy where we dive into anime and figure out if we like it or not could be anime that we've already seen and just want to revisit or just completely brand new to us or one of us so i am alex and this is tori tori say hi hi so we are going to be leading this charge this show and for episode one, we're going to start off with one of Tori's favorites, Inuasha. Never really seen Inuasha before. Bits and pieces, like from way back in the day. So we're talking, what was it, 2003 Adult Swim, like midnight showings? So I guess we were 13? Yeah, 13 years old. Like bits and pieces. And But you're more of a fan, right? Ultimate fan, I'd like to say. I'm pretty sure your shrine is right behind me. If I move just a little bit, the camera could see it. Yeah. So you've got most of the movies and all of the series? All of the movies, all of the series, except for the continuation that they did later on, I think in 2009 to complete where the manga had finished, but it still technically doesn't end. Yeah, because they're they're doing... I guess the story with their kids now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Yashahime is about their kids. Just a little background, a little wiki search of Inuyasha. The episodes of the Japanese anime series Inuyasha, they're based on the first 36 volumes from Rimiko Takahashi. Yeah. yeah that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the manga series of the same name. It follows a half demon Inuyasha and a high school girl, Kagomi. Higurashi. Higurashi. It's always the last names that get me. On a journey alongside their friends, a young fox demon, Shippo? Shippo. Go ahead and take that next one. A lecherous monk, Moroku. A demon slayer, Sanga? Sango. Sanga? Sango. And and a demon cat, Kalala. Yeah, Kalala. Okay. We, we haven't met these last three yet in the first five episodes, so I'm not accustomed to hearing their names yet. But uh, basically, they're trying to obtain the fragments of the Shattered Jewel of Four Souls. We'll get into how that happens. A powerful jewel that had been hidden inside Kagomi's body. Weird. And keep the shards from being used for evil including by the half-demon Naraku, which we also have not met in the first five episodes, right? Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. No. You haven't really met any of them. Yeah, like, I think I had it just playing in the background and turned around around episode nine, like I wasn't paying attention, and there was like four or five, it seemed like there was like four new people that I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> including a flea, which we did technically meet in episode five. But uh, this is produced by Sunrise. The series aired in Japan on YTV from October 16th, 2000 to September 13th, 2004. The English dub of the series aired on Cartoon Network's nighttime programming block Adult Swim from August 31st, 2002 
to October 27, 2006. Did Adult Swim start as just anime at night? I don't think it was just anime because there was things like, you know, Robot Chicken. Yeah, true. And some other weird stuff. I I truly feel like that Toonami, like whenever they took that off, like as those kids turned of age, like, you know, adults, like they're like, hey, and went to like work at Cartoon Network. They were like, hey, remember Toonami and how cool that was? Please let's do something else like that. They're like, yeah, if you guys want to do it at midnight to three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. All right. Sure enough. See, I remember Toonami. I don't remember watching any Yasha on Toonami. I just remember watching it on Adult Swim. No, I think I'm not certain if any Yasha was on Toonami, but I, I do remember that the Adult Swim block of anime eventually. Do you remember the Toonami guy, the little space dude? Mm hmm. So like he would come in and do do like a little spiel thing or whatever. Yeah. So like technically Toonami was back, but if you had to be asleep for school the next morning, you were kind of fucked unless you could record it. Nope. So a second anime series, Inuyasha, the final act premiered on October 3rd, 2009 and covers the final volumes of the manga series. So that's that. It's kind of cool. So I guess they caught up with the manga so they stopped making the show so that the manga could finish out essentially yeah and then they picked it back up to cover what the manga was initially finishing so i I was reading something about the creator rumiko takahashi she is one of the wealthiest anime creator whatever you want to call her in the whole world like she's like one of the wealthiest in the world in that industry. Wouldn't surprise me. What I, I guess like what I was reading is that Inuasha has been cast like all over the world, like in so many different countries and been translated to so many different languages for those countries. Like it's up there with like Dragon Ball Z as far as like how popular it was at one time. I guess it's Which coming is, back now, right? With the, the yeah. kids show. Yeah. It's the following other kids but it's funny because you know growing up i didn't know hardly anybody that watched inuyasha so i made fun of for it it's like i knew it by the look of it but i don't necessarily know if i even knew the name of the show for a while it was always like hey the 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 white-haired dog guy with the the red and white clothes that looks cool because i mean like let's just get into the first episode well first off before we start Who's your favorite character in the show? I mean, it'd have to be Niyasha because the show's about him, but his brother's a very close second. I, I disagree. Shishimaru is just so cool. But Inuyasha grows and develops a lot. Like he's, kind, yeah, he's a dick at the beginning, but you just, you have to watch it more to really understand him as a character. All right. Episode one, the girl who overcame time and the boy who was just overcome. These titles are like, the titles of these episodes are like the legit titles of these brand new animes. Like their whole fucking name is like a sentence long. It's like not just like one called, word. Uh, there's one that's called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas or something like that. Or the, um, fuck, what was it? The, the time I got reincarnated as a slime. And then there's that show that I was watching, The Rising of the Shield Hero, which I guess that's not technically a sentence, but still it's pretty fucking long. Yeah, it's almost like books. Like it's, a it's book, like it's a book title. It's like Fallout Boy naming their 
their title tracks a sentence. You know, yeah. they got in trouble for that and they told them they needed to shorten it. So they just took out certain letters under the sentence, but to where you could still read what the sentence says mm -hmm. in, the, in the track title as a fuck you. Anyways. All right. So the IMBD description says in feudal Japan, the half demon Iwasha was sealed away by the priestess Kikio. Many years later, he is revived by Kagome, who was slipped through time from the present day. Kagome is surprised when the sacred Shikon, Shikon jewel, mm -hmm. which makes demons stronger, emerges from a cut on her body. That's a weird fucking description. And I've got questions. Okay. First of all, I do love the setting of the show and the art style because it just just screams my childhood like my taste mm -hmm. in anime back whenever i was a teen like just screams that art style but kagome seems to be taking all of this crazy shit pretty well is it because she's too stubborn or just sort of dumb or too dumb to realize how weird it is to be in feudal japan just fucking suddenly i think she convinced her first herself at first that she was like dreaming but she is a very stubborn character she so she's not stupid i mean she's not the smartest but she's not stupid but say for instance if it was like i feel like a normal person they would be freaking the fuck out as to what the hell's going on around them she handled it very well though i i would say for a 15 year old girl yeah she's like I don't know. She's kind of like a weird one to explain because she's like certainly empowering for a woman, but also has like this weird selective amnesia to certain things or like, I don't know, like she's kind of like numb to certain traumatic events, like fall into the well. She's like, huh, I fell into the well. Yeah. Well, I, I think, too, it's because, you know, like how she was raised around all of this talk and belief about things from feudal Japan and the trinkets and there's a story behind everything. So maybe she's just like, oh, it's just some weird shit grandpa talked about. That's true. But when she fell through that well, she was basically having this acid trip where the centipede lady attacked her. And then she, didn't she like bitch smack her or something on accident no, with her she, superpower? Uh, I mean, in a way, kind of, yeah. She just stuck her hand out and some kind of like spiritual power came forward and smacked the shit out of Mr. Centipede and knocked her arm off. Oh yeah, her arm was like just laying there. Yeah. That was another thing. That's yeah. traumatic, right? It's a fucking I mean, arm next to you. Yeah, yeah. But one of my favorite lines from this episode was her talking about top knots. It's like, why is everyone <laughs> wearing a top, top knot? knot. Top it's knot. like, what's so fun is that this came out, you know, fuck me, like 20 years ago. So the top knot comment now, you know, in 2022 is hilarious because just a couple of years ago, there were all these dudes walking around with top knots. Everybody and their mother. I had a top knot. You're a girl though. Yeah, but I still had one. A man half, bun though. Like half of my head everywhere. was shaved. Yeah, I know. I started that movement. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, was that you? It was me. Did we blame you? I, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, uh, one side note with this first episode, I hate the patch lady, the eye patch lady, but you know There's that. nothing wrong with Kaede. Is that how you say her name? 
Because yes. it's going to be eye patch lady from here on out for me. Kaede. Kaede. I can't look at the way her name is spelled and pronounce it right. Kaede. Yeah, I like how it says Kaede, eye patch lady, and that you hate her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think further down uh, in another episode, I completely abandoned uh, copy and pasting her name and just fully committed to eye patch lady. Okay. All right, episode two. Episode two. You, you have anything else for episode one? No, we can right. move on. Ba- basically, episode one just kind of opens up the format of here are your two important characters, and this is how they're going to probably get along for a long time. But episode two, Seekers of the Sacred Jewel, a description on this episode is... Do you, you want to do this one? So Kagome finds out that she may be um, reincarnation of Kade's late older sister, the priestess Kikyo, who sealed Inuyasha with her arrow 50 years ago. And meanwhile, a crow demon is seeking the jewel that came from Kagome. And just to back up with episode one, it, uh, episode one opens up with uh, Eyepatch Lady's sister. Kikyo. C- C- yeah, Kikyo. Yeah. That's her name. Uh, we, we talked about it briefly, but she basically, like, basically Inuyasha was trying to steal that jewel to become a full demon since he's half and he got I guess what cursed to that tree yeah she basically pinned him there with one of her sacred arrows and instead of killing him it just put him to sleep right so the person who was able to like you know lift that off was uh, Kagome yeah because she's the reincarnation of Kikio and he fucking hates it <laughs> he well yeah everybody's confusing her for Kikio at first yeah. Even though it's funny because if you look at the anime, they don't really look similar. But if you look at the mangas, it's pretty close how they look. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. But. So Kagome shatters the jewel into a billion pieces, but the way she does it's actually pretty smart. So that little, what do you call it? A crow demon? Yeah. A crow demon's like attacking them. And she ties a demon part. Was it the crow's? Foot? Yeah. Well, okay. remember he he picked up that little boy, and Inuyasha basically used one of his moves or whatever you want to call it to cut the crow into pieces, and mm-hmm. one of the foot was still attached to the little boy, so she used that to shoot the arrow at the crow because yeah. she knew it would be attracted by the jewel that it swallowed. So it it basically acts like a heat seeking missile, but unfortunately, it shatters the jewel. And sets up basically it sets up the premise of the adventure that the series will go on. I'm not sure how long this lasts. Is this like a whole series thing where they're collecting these shards? The entire time. That's the entire all time. they're basically doing is looking for every little shard of this jewel because it's like billions of pieces. How many episodes? How many seasons? Um seven seasons, if I'm not mistaken, hundred and sixty seven episodes. Okay. I believe. Well, our animation series is going to be pretty fucking long. Four huh? movies. And then, you know, the final act, which I believe is 26 episodes. I think we'll save so. those movies for like special occasions. Well, you've got to watch them in order as you do the show or it's not going to make much sense. I mean, you don't have to. But if I was watching it as a first timer, I would want to watch it all in order. Okay. So how about this? We'll We'll do the series up until we get to that first movie. And we'll do a blow-off episode where we talk about just that movie. 
And then like we take a break from yeah. Inuasha and then yeah. we'll move to a different series and do like a season. Anyways, sidetracked. Okay, so we are introduced to the sit boy thing. Do you want to explain that? So basically, it's just this um, necklace that Kaede curses around Inuyasha's neck. It's the bead of subjugation. Subjugation? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Basically, any word, any word Kagome could have used to, you know, make him just leave her the fuck alone, basically. And just because he has dog ears, she decides to go with sit boy smashes into whatever's around the ground water doesn't matter it's pretty hilarious in some situations because you know believe it or not it actually helps him out sometimes oh really yeah well, well there was that scene where they first do it on the bridge and like the jewel is sitting there on the bridge i could have swore that she was gonna say that and then the jewel is just gonna fall into the water and then that was just gonna be like bye bye jewel yeah yeah it's kind of funny how he fell through like you would expect something like that with an old bridge, the whole bridge would just break. Right. It was just that portion, and the jewel's just sitting there. And she's like, "Wish I would have said it earlier. Like it would have mattered if you said it earlier, because the necklace wasn't on him at the time." Right. But anyways, my only n- last note on episode two is why is Inuasha such a dick? If you think about it, he feels well. You wouldn't know, but he feels betrayed up at this point. Like he's been cursed and asleep for fifty years. Because and of Kagome? Or, um, because of Kikyo. Kikyo. But, you know, he kind of takes that out on Kagome and everybody else because he, with things that you'll learn further on in the series, he feels betrayed right now. And he's pretty upset about it. I mean, it was pretty obvious in that uh, the episode one intro where it shows uh, Kikyo and that whole thing with, with the tree. Yeah. Because, like, whenever he turns around and realizes that she shot him, he was like, what the fuck? You? Yeah. And there's a whole story behind that that they'll get into as to what led up to that point. But at this time, he just feels very betrayed by her. And he's taking that on Kogome because, you know, reincarnation shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Episode three, down the rabbit hole and back again. Kogome has the ability to see pieces of the Shikon. Shikon? Shikon. Fuck, I'm going to butcher a lot of Japanese it's words. It's okay. It's going to be hilarious. Pieces of Shikon? Shikon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shikon. Jewel. Inuasha has the power to defeat demons. Both of their powers are needed to gather the shards of the jewel that were scattered, but the two don't get along. Surprise, surprise. The demon Yura, who is after the jewel, manipulates villagers to attack Inuasha. I've got to say, I really like this bad guy. She's she's pretty cool. She's, I mean, aside from Mr. Centipede, she's a lot better. Well, like a, I, I haven't really seen much of Centipede Lady, but like this Euro chick, like we'll, we'll get into it. But um, <laughs> I wrote down, enter the hair lady ventriloquist demon. <laughs> Serious question. You ready? Why does Euro always seem to be standing in a way where she is most definitely flashing everyone her hoo-ha? And booty cheeks. I mean, if you looked like that, wouldn't you? If you got it, flaunt it. It's almost like a magic power that she doesn't... Like, I know it's a cartoon and it's drawn that way on purpose, but it's like almost like a second magic power that she's not flashing the camera because there's not really much to her attire and she's always standing up high on something or floating 
Like someone down there seeing something. I mean, it's just the sex appeal of it, you know. Ooh, a sexy demon. You can take advantage of me and take my hair anytime. Shave my head. But you know, she's gonna take your head and everything, so you're kind of fucked. I mean, I, I think she's a really cool character. Like I know that uh we'll, we'll get into it in episode four, but uh I'm guessing she's not gonna be around for any future episodes. Yeah. She was funny though. Like she had like this, you know, really confident and funny character about her. She was very confident. I'll give her that. She loved hair. Man, I I'm gonna be honest, I don't really remember much about this episode. Does she just come in and kind of fuck with things and we just yeah, hit she, with a cliffhanger? Yeah, essentially oh, she, she just Oh, go ahead. You know, takes over people and uses her hair to attack Inuyasha essentially and Kagome because she's yeah. trying to get the shard. That yeah, I was going to say that the end of the episodes, Inuyasha and Kagome get into a fight and they split up. And then she gets the hair lady comes up on her, steals that shard and pushes her into the well. Yep. Yeah, she pushes her into the well and it ends up sending Kagome back home. And then that, that just adds fuel to Inuyasha's fire because he feels like, oh, of course you're going to leave me when I need you the most kind of thing. Uh, my last note on this episode is I got excited when Inuyasha was bearing Patch Lady, even though I knew she wasn't actually dead. But that a boy, a boy can dream. Well, you're going to be dreaming that for a long time because she does not die. This lady does not die. Does she end up talking correctly? No, she's going to talk like this. For the rest of the series. She's even in the new series. She's still alive. Yeah, I seen her when you were watching the show the other day. It was Grandma Kate. They call her Grandma. Yeah. I mean Moror does. I don't know what the other two call her. I, I will say it was pretty funny whenever he was burying her and she was like, Now promise me you'll come back and get me. You won't forget where you buried me, right? And then like the episode ends that way. And then the next episode starts off with her basically saying the same thing. Just out there in the dark under some <laughs> under some leaves. Like I know that she was kind of banged up but like I feel like she could have probably got out from under that dirt and she was just kind of being lazy. She's old. And another weird thing she was like we like almost like weirdly praying that they would like work together as a dynamic duo. Like she was saying yeah. some like weird shit. I don't know her, her dog is sort of shit like a pirate with no pirate ship inside no pillage or plundering just just the eye patch just the eye patch and her weird yoda speak all right episode four yura of the demon hair Kagome has returned to the present day and is relaxing in her home when inyasha comes looking for her some of yura's demonic hairs on his body and Kagome and inyasha return to feudal japan to exterminate the yura of the hair this demon chick is worse than a girlfriend. She's putting hair on everybody. And see, the funny thing about it is only Kagome can see it. And Yasha can't see it, which is well, kind of is, weird. What is but... up with that? Because that doesn't make sense. So you have to be well, human or you have to be the descendant. They talk about Kagome having the sight because she's Kikyo's reincarnation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like she has the power to see where the Shikon's jewels are. And Yasha can't see it. So it's kind of like, you can't see it, so you're going to have to work together with this bitch whether you want to or not. So it's kind of like a destiny type of situation, I guess. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's destined for them to work together because 
why else would somebody from Tokyo be able to go, you know, 500 years into the past to feudal Japan? I'm sure there have been multiple people or things to jump into that well, vice or versa, and like nothing happened. Just die. I mean, you see in feudal Japan's aspect, it's just full of bones. They call it the bones eater, bone eaters well. But so far, my favorite bad guy has been Hair Lady, but short-lived. Um, what do you think about the going back and forth in time so easily? Like usually in a series, you know, there's like serious consequences whenever you time travel. But in the show, it's kind of like, all right, going back home or all right, mom, I'm leaving to go to feudal fucking Japan. Everything's going to be fine. Like, I love the dynamic of the show that it can go back and forth so easily with no strings attached. But like most series would add so much emphasis on the fact that, you know, if you go back in time and step on a fly, you know, dragons might take over the world in the future. A butterfly effect, basically. I do, too. And I think that's the reason why they made it so easy is just because, you know, Kagome is the reincarnation of Kikyo. So it's like she's destined to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. To kind of, in a way, finish what Kikyo started with this whole Chikon Jewel shit. And I like that Inuyasha and Kagome are the only two that can travel through the well. So it's kind of like a special little bond. Oh, yeah, that, that is have. right. So Inuyasha mm-hmm. can freely travel back and forth too. So they're mm-hmm. literally the only two people. The only two. Is that the whole series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess until they get to their kids mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Well, that's the or, thing. Is that going to ruin something? I haven't seen that happen in Yashahime. It's something totally different how they travel back and forth. That I'm, uh, If we ever watch it together, I don't want to ruin that for you. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty positive throughout the entire series of Inuyasha, it's just Inuyasha and Kikyo that, or Kagome that can go back and forth through the well. So as a father that I am, I have to wonder, why doesn't her family ground her ass? Like, no, no, little girl, no going to feudal Japan for you. You've got school tomorrow because you're 16. 15. But yeah, that's something else that they will get into later on as it goes on with the whole school aspect. But I mean, look who her parents or her mom and grandpa are and where they live. Like they take care of the Higurashi Shrine, which has the well and the sacred tree on it. So it's like your granddaughter can travel back to that time and do shit. It's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, go. Do what you gotta do. Save feudal Japan. Hang out with dog demons. I don't know. When I was a kid and I was watching it, I wished I would stumble across a well and do some cool shit like that. But, you know, I probably would have been more terrified than she was if it actually happened. Yeah. But. Who slipped me this acid? Yeah, basically, like, what the fuck happened to me? But no, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess just because her grandpa grew up on stories like that, it's like she's actually getting to live it. So it's pretty freaking cool on their end because she gets to share all this information and probably she takes things back, you know, from time to time. Like, here you go, grandpa. Here's this weird thing. Oh, relic. that's cool. Okay. Shit. I, d- I do like how Inuasha stomps in there and <laughs> basically, like, directly after the grandpa just said that he had boarded it up and put, um, what, what did he put on there? Like little spell? Those, yeah, the sacred sutras. Yeah, the sacred sutras. And he's like, there's no way that's going to happen again. And then he just stomps into their kitchen right before dinner. Yep. He's like, well, it didn't work, old man. Yeah, and her mom's like, wait. And you think she's going to like, you can't take my daughter. And the only thing she does is like, 
grab his ears and be like, are these real? Which is the same thing Kagome did when she first mm-hmm. met him. It's like everybody's touching his ears. It's like a pregnant woman's belly. Here come those hands. I think secretly he likes it. But, yep, um, they go back and they have a pretty fucking cool boss battle with Hair Lady. And it, it turns out that her weakness is this red skull. Uh, right? Or the well, red skull. Yeah, it's got a comb attached to it. So the demon itself was a comb that mm. just portrayed itself as Yura of the hair. Oh, gotcha. The demonic comb. Yeah. You gotta watch out for those. But yeah, boo, hair lady dies. So whatever. Yeah. What, what can you do? So episodes five is my favorite so far. Can you guess why? Shoshomaru. Yeah, he's so cool. He is pretty. Shoshomaru cool. is so cool. So. And you're just seeing the beginning. Like you haven't even seen what all he can do yet. And he's kind of a asshole in this episode but he's for whatever reason he literally uses like his weakest like and you watch his weakest spot to like just toy with him all right so episode five aristocrat assassin shishomaru you know i feel like there should be a, an sh but you know whatever japanese go may learns that Inuyasha is a half demon i thought she already learned that by the way you um, know she's there's that that uh, selective amnesia that she's got. Kagome learns that Niwasha is half-demon, born of a human mother and a dog demon. Inuasha's half-brother, Shishomaru, appears looking for the tomb of their father. In order to manipulate Inuasha, he brings Inuasha's dead human mother with him. But the woman turns out to be a demon known as... Pronounce that. Well, Moana? Moana? I don't, I don't even know what that is. That's the name of the demon. That kind of ruins like the, the whole end of the episode, but whatever, we'll get into it. little spoiler right there. So the badass of the series has arrived. Why is he so badass, Tori? He's a full demon. His dad's a demon. His mom's a demon. So, you know, he just, he's out here kicking some ass. He's just got that, great. He's got that it factor. Like just, he's just, mm. oh. He's just so cool. He's like the white-haired, like you know this. So, like most animes, the main character is kind of a not not in this case. This is not in Yuasha, but in most animes, your main character that you're following throughout the whole series is kind of a bitch. You know, probably complains a whole lot and has a lot of inner speech and inner dialogue about him being a puss and just trying to overcome the pussness. And then there's always that one character in the show that's super cool. Kind of a dick sometimes, usually. But he's just got that cool it factor. That's Shishomaru. That's Shishomaru. Uh, we're introduced to Inuyasha's mom. Or is it his mom? Wink, wink. Mom is floating. <laughs> I like how you pronounce that. You're welcome. Mom is floated in a wagon and a demon giant crushes the wagon and then the mom transport. Okay. Let's just, this whole scene had so much going on with it all at the same time. So there's just this random wagon floating in the air. Is that, am I remembering that right? Yeah. Yeah. You're remembering it right. And it's being, um, she's basically being held captive by these little 
I don't remember the technical names, but they're like after death demons or something like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. Shishamaru's there because he has to manipulate the situation. That's why he's making that big demon, you know, crush the wagon. His mom being like, oh, I'm going to kill your mama if you don't. Yeah, just like suddenly there was this gigantic like, I mean, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, like whenever Goku or Vegeta would turn into an ape, uh, I think, what was it, like a full moon or whatever, kind of like that size of like this demon hairy thing and just reaches out and crushes the wagon while his mom is still in it. And then it it pans back and forth between Inuyasha and then back to the hand. And then you see that the demon's holding his mom and she's like chained up and like calling yeah. for him and shit ba- basically Definitely. we don't know what they're up to at this point in the episode but Shishomaru is definitely manipulating Inuasha by using the reflection of his mom oh yeah that's right so the demon I guess like goes after Inuasha and uh, Kagome mm-hmm. and she like uses this orb thing to transport them to like a spirit realm of some sorts basically yeah kind of like the afterlife where she's at. Right. Um, and she transports them there. And the only one that can get up and move around is Inuyasha because Kagome's being held down by those little demon things. So when they get transported there, like um, Inuyasha and his mom are able to move and uh, talk to each other. But she's basically paralyzed. Yep. But the first thing that she notices is that they're standing next to a body of water as those two are talking. She notices that he has a reflection in the face, but she does not. So like that, she's like basically figured out that that's most likely not his mom, but she can't even talk right now. And that's kind of like where the the episode just kind of ends in a cliffhanger right there. But I got to bring up who's the little, little green dude with the staff that follows Shishomaru around. That's Jockin. Jockin. So mm-hmm. I think this episode, like the the weird MVP of this episode was actually him. So at the beginning of the episode, they uh, fight off some wolves or whatever, but they come to this, there's like these warriors that are camped out somewhere and they, uh, Shishomaru needs a ship or, of some sorts uh, to, I guess, get to wherever he needs to go. And these guys are like trying to be all macho and shit. So he basically goes, he basically says, Jockin, I'll leave them up to you. So they take the staff thing that's got these like two like shrunken heads on it or something. Is there a name for that staff? Yeah, it's the staff of two heads. So that's actually based off a real Japanese relic. Like some of the things that they use on the show is actual relics and artifacts in Japan. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Did the real one spit flames like this one does? I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Basically, he takes this like small army and just lights them up with this staff and burns them literally to ashes. It's like, ooh, someone's a little green badass. But you know, it's funny, the further you watch it, like you realize Shishomer can fly. So why does he need a fucking boat? I think he, he just likes to be extra. Of, of course. Look at him. Of course he's extra. Okay. Uh, what characters can we look forward to seeing within the next couple episodes? So I know... We're going to see more of Shishamaru, especially in the next episode. Um, I believe within the next episodes, we get introduced to Shippo. And if I'm not mistaken, we may meet Moroku. And if not, he'll be in the next round. I did not mention, but in episode five, we got introduced to the flea guy. Mioga. Yeah. Yeah, Mioga. He's pretty funny. 
Yeah, he was around when their dad was around. Oh, yeah. He says something weird about his blood being extra tasty. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I mean, he was a full demon, so, you know, he's got that good, good. <laughs> Gross. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, next episode, we're going to do episode six through ten. So look forward to that. And if you enjoyed the episode, leave us a rating, share it, download the episode. It can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. What, I don't really know what the other ones are. I'm sorry, but I know that it goes out to at least like six of all of the major ones. Google has one, like whatever platform, anchor.fm, they're, they're going to be on there. So whatever your preference is, leave that rating, download it on that platform. It helps more than you know. And see you next week. Somebody